Hello, comrades, and welcome to the 551 Podcast. This is Wes Burdine talking to you on a special podcast, largely because uh, Minnesota United signed a player uh, before the, the preseason started. It's a, it's a miracle. And uh, we got the news this week that they signed um, Bongo Hlungwane from South Africa. And after that signing happened, social media kind of blew up especially on Facebook, but we saw this YouTube video by a guy named Sheikh Shrampede who um, has a YouTube channel about South African soccer and is kind of an expert on it. So I called him up and we had a chat about Bongo, about South African soccer and um, and kind of all those things. And we talked about whether or not there's going to be a, you know an armed group of South Africans who uh, are calling for Heath out by the end of the, the season uh, and and. Uh, don't worry, everyone. I tried to uh, work out our solidarity between these two parties so that they know that we're on their side uh, and we are bongonistas as well. So here's the podcast and we will have a, a full podcast talking about all the news next week. Thanks. Well, I'm joined today by Sheikh Srampede, who um, is an expert in all things South African soccer, South African football. Um, Sheikh, thanks for joining me. You are in, a, it's a rainy day in Joburg that you tell me, um, but thank you for being here. Oh man, look, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure. I'm really glad that, uh, I guess, social media has just shown that, uh, you can just post something and it can go so far away, you know? Yeah, it is, it's amazing when these things happen when, uh, you know, a player comes to uh, Minnesota or a player goes somewhere else and you realize just how small of a world it is. And, um, you know, you, that just this week of, uh, of the announcement, I mean, we're here, I guess I should say, we're here to talk about um, a specific player, um, Longwane, who's coming from South Africa, from Maritzburg United, and... Um, and just the amount of attention that brought, especially on the Facebook announcement that Minnesota United did. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute because I, I want to hear about South African uh, soccer fans as well. But tell me a little bit about yourself. You're, you're the host of a, a YouTube channel called Playing the Field with Shakes. Uh, how long have you been doing what you do? What, what exactly do you do? Yeah, so uh, basically I've, I started a page called Playing the Field with Shakes and basically what I've tried to do, I've been doing it for four years now, I've spoken about the local game, um, I've tried to sort of just try big it up in a sense uh, because I just felt that it wasn't being spoken about enough and especially with a certain flavor that you would say. So yeah, it's been four years now that I've been doing it and uh, basically I talk about the games that have been being played uh, players transfers that could happen so which is really great it's, it's really given a lot of platform because it's not only the first time we had a player move to rangers on loan and even that video as well it grew a lot of legs and there were people in scotland that wanted to hear about bonganizumu for example so having to, to see this it just shows the power that is there and i always feel that video content probably gives better than just actual tweets you know yeah uh, let, let's talk about Lungwane. I am going to let you pronounce his first name because we tried to do it off air and um, I was going to butcher it and just be terrible. So tell me his name and then tell me what should we just refer to him as? Because it's a cool name. Yeah. It's difficult. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, basically it's Bomogutle Shongwane. So that's his name. Um, and I guess perhaps if you just refer to him as Shongwane, that is the probably the best way to go about it because his name is quite, uh, it's quite tricky for especially people that are not from South Africa. Does he go by a, a nickname? I've seen both Bongi and Bongo listed, but also don't want to just create a random nickname for him. Until well, yeah, I guess we yeah. will create a random nickname for him at, at some point, but I'd like to get off on a good good start here. Yeah, no, no doubt. He he does also go by the name of Bongi as well as Bongo as well for people who find it hard to sort of pronounce his name. But in terms of a nickname, there hasn't been necessarily a nickname that has been given to him as yet. I think it's also because of the fact that he is so young per se. We have a lot of nicknames uh, for more of your experienced players that are playing within South Africa. So the fact that he is only in his early 20s, we haven't necessarily found a nickname as yet, but you guys are definitely getting a decent player for sure. Well, we'll, we'll work on it and we'll, we can workshop it with some uh, with some of his fans back home. Um, do you know much about his story? He grew up in, in eastern South Africa, um, but do you, do you know much about him? Yeah, so basically he grew up in the eastern of, of uh, Eastern Cape of South Africa as well. He moved to KZN at a very early age within his with, within his development. And the nice thing about it is that he got a club that actually gives youth a chance as well, which is Maritzburg United. And they would be classed as you would probably say a selling club, but I mean not in, with any disrespect. They've been able to just produce a lot of gems that have gone on to go to bigger clubs within South Africa as well. So he's one of the people that luckily fell into those hands of being able to give or given opportunities to play at a, such a young age as well and to sort of develop as well. And now he's starting to show his talent within uh, the Bafana Bafana national team as well, So, which is really good for him. So the fact that you guys are getting a player that is this young, it sort of kind of shows that at least he's starting to develop. And I think he's ready for the next level as well. Are there a lot of other um, younger guys like this? I mean, he's not extremely young. He's, he's 21. Um, but younger mm. guys like this um, making moves to um, to Europe or to, to other big, uh, big platforms? Yeah. So basically, I mean, it's been a conversation that's been happening over the years, the past couple of years within South Africa in terms of the fact that we probably need to invest in a lot more younger players within the league. Um, and you've started to seeing that change. And it's something that has helped actually even the national team as well. I know Bafana Bafana didn't qualify for, for the FCON. And that was one of the saddest things that happened to us in terms of how we went about those qualifiers. But even when you look at the World Cup qualifiers, we didn't qualify for that too for the next round. But the fact that uh, we were able to push Ghana all the way, um, mm -hmm. they topped the group. But the fact that we were able to push them all the way was very important that we introduced younger players and i think clubs also are starting to get into this tune of it so it's something that is starting where now like you started to see players who are 20 19 years old uh 21 years old who are starting regularly at clubs because i guess maybe also it's a ruthless business in south africa it's always based on results and hence mm -hmm. why maybe teams go with experience rather than to go with youth where they don't have time to sort of build and and sort of develop a player per se as well. But we're starting to see a lot of younger players. And I think in future, you'll start to see players making moves. But from a South African point of view, we do have players who have left the country at a very early age and probably have spent a lot of time within other countries as well. Because we do have other players as well, but they didn't play in the leagues here. They just happen to have, you'd probably find maybe a parent 
that moved away from South Africa years ago and mm-hmm. they're sort of growing up within the other countries as well, but they still want to play for the national team. Um, and so Langwane played for Maritzburg United, who are, are not, a, they're not a particularly big, they're not one of the bigger clubs, right, in, in South Africa. Yeah. Um, and that, it sounds like being able to play at kind of one of these mid-level clubs is why he was able to to go through. Do you, or are, are clubs like Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates, are they are they investing in, in the youth or where is that happening in, in the league? Yeah, I think I think you hit it on the nail as well. I think for, for people who are watching, if I was to sort of make an example in terms of Maritzburg United being the club, you'd probably say they are the, if you're talking Premier League, for example, they're sort of the Crystal Palace of mm-hmm. South African football. So you find them sort of having to finish mid-table and then lower, you would probably have to say. But you hit on the nail when you said that because he played for that club, that's the opportunities that he got. And mm-hmm. you probably find that the likes of Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns, who are the big three mm-hmm. uh, within South Africa, they do not necessarily give opportunities to younger players it's more established players that they would that would give opportunities to and that has helped him a lot with regards to his progress at Merchbury United but the the culture starting to change because there is some youth players at the bigger clubs as well not necessarily regular starters but they are squad players that mm-hmm. you would say um Let's talk about Longwane as an actual player. Um, he's played a little bit on the left as kind of an inside forward, on the right as a wide yeah. player, a little bit as a striker. Um, what can you what, what can you tell us about him? Yeah, so what I know of someone is that I know he's an out and out striker. That's what I know him as. But now, obviously, with regards to I'd mentioned in my video in terms of he does like to sacrifice. For the team and in the sense that he is able to play on the wings and funny enough in the Bafana Bafana team and the national team he's also being pushed out on the left he is an inside forward as well he can do that he like you said he can also play outside on on the right as well but he's an out and out striker and i think he also does very well in a shadow uh sort of role as a striker so if he's playing with someone else that is next to him you probably might get to see the better of him because he also loves to link up with players that are very close to him as well um, is he, so he, he likes the, the game a little bit more in front of him as opposed to being a, an out and out striker who, you know, either is kind of has the muscle and can put his back to goal or, or maybe is, is running, um, to, to beat an offside trap in my, I, I do, was doing my like Y scout reports as well. And like trying to like reconstruct what I think he plays like, but you know, who knows he might play differently in two years. So. Now you 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 did very well. I, 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 he's not a Drogba. He's not yeah, a right. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He's not he's not that. Um, he's not those number nines that are sort of very built in size. I mean, to be fair, physically he's not like you would say the smallest of players. And I think also if I was to liken him to a player, I'm not saying he is this player. So anyone who's watching, I'm not saying he is this player. <laughs> but I would probably would say <laughs> he is more like a Sergio Aguero type player super so, so i think even the size yeah the sizes as well is probably even similar not the biggest player but not the easiest to push off off a ball as well can play in the number 10 role can play up front if, if have to be um but i guess what he has over aguero is the fact that he can also play out wide i guess and aguero is not playing that per se so he's a more versatile Sergio Aguero um, from South Africa. That's perfect. We'll we'll print it. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not, not happy. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's go with that. Um, I can't remember the last South African player to come to MLS. Um, and I don't know if that, I probably should have just Googled that before before this, but um, there aren't, this is obviously not that common of a move. I've seen some, uh, you know, even Minnesota United has signed a few other players throughout the continent, but none, none from South Africa. Um, what is, uh, what's the kind of response from South African fans who, who are seeing this kind of young, hyped up player, um, go to MLS? Is that viewed as a, a, a really good st- career step or, or, you know, sometimes it from, uh, international fans look at MLS and they're like, oh, he should have gone to Germany or he should have gone to France or mm. something like that. They're like disappointed that they're, they're <laughs> the player that they're excited about went to, went to the United States. Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, I think there's been a mixed reaction. I think mixed in the sense that, firstly, we're happy that he's left the country. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we we most want as South African football fans is regardless he plays, whether you'd say in Brazil or he plays in the Premier League or he plays in, um, you would probably say in Germany or he plays in Ligue 1 in France, we're just happy that he's left because we know that our players would develop better outside of Africa. And that is the truth. When you look at some of the best African players in the world, they're playing within those, with playing within outside of Africa, you would say. And they develop much better when they play there as well. So the mixed reaction, there's people who are happy, like myself, and I think there's a lot of people who are like that, who understand the growth that MLS is on and the fact that you just you guys have been able to attract players. I can't believe, for example, that Lorenzo Insigne is going mm-hmm. to the MLS as well, which is big because he's a he's a massive player as well, which I mentioned in the video too as well. And then there's some people that obviously I don't think they know enough about the MLS that they say, oh, but why couldn't he go to Germany? Or sure. why couldn't he go to Ajax? Or why couldn't he go to the Premier League? But I think there is a sort of a mixed reaction. But the main point is we're happy he's left the country and not joined one of the bigger teams within uh, South Africa because he was linked with a move to the probably the best team right now in the country, which is Mamelodi Sundowns. And people are more happy at the fact that as much as it would have been good to go to Mamelodi Sundowns, it's just probably better for his development to mm-hmm. go to MLS. And a team that is also actually competing. Yeah. Um, and, and he gets to play with, I mean, they're, they're good good parts and bad parts of moving to Minnesota United, but playing with um, Emmanuel Reynoso, our number 10, who is probably one of the best players in MLS, um, certainly can't hurt a kid like that. Um, Let me ask you about um, those South African fans, because uh, it was really fun watching the Facebook post for Minnesota United's announcement. And just, it just got overwhelmed with all of these fans who um, I, some of them were were making jokes about, oh, well, this is the this is my grandfather's club. I've supported it since uh, you know for the last sixty years, and um, and also um, kind of hilarious threats of what will happen if he doesn't play and things like that. What uh, where where does that that kind of come from? Because it was such a joy to watch and kind of connect with. Or I, I mean, I didn't really connect with these people, but just read it and see how. Um, funny i guess i guess it all was yeah so basically in south africa i think we have an attitude of if a player or even an actress you would probably would even say an actress or anybody else i think once they make a move outside of the country to united states to europe to europe as well 
we tend to make a lot of noise because we want our mm -hmm. own to really succeed. And it's not only just you take on one as well. I think when Trevor Noah went to the United States, we were buzzing. I think the whole country was like really happy at the fact that finally someone is going there, one of our own. And that's mm -hmm. how we are as well. I think even when Pistol, one of our best players mm -hmm. in the national team, when he was playing for Brighton at the time, he wasn't playing as much games as we would have liked. But I think even Brighton would admit to say that was probably the best engagements they got in the period that he was there because we just wanted him to play. We wanted him to succeed. But we do have that once someone goes out of the country and does something really well, like this, being 21, moving to the MLS, we do go, we do go a little bit overzealous of the fact that um, they're playing and they're playing in in those areas of, of 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 football as well. So, I you guys will be seeing a lot more of those. You'll be seeing a lot more threats. You'll be seeing a lot more <laughs> advices and a lot more jokes from us. But I think one thing I just want to tell the Minnesota people is that do not take it personal in the sense that if we say if you don't play him. Oh, if you don't make him captain, don't take it personal. We well, just really just want him to win. So what what you should know, and maybe you can help uh, spread this to to our new friends in in South Africa, is that we um, often our fans are just as mad at the team for not playing youth. And we had a, a young player um, from Uruguay named Thomas Chacon come, uh, and he was you know we a million and a half dollar transfer, nineteen year old kid, or and he. Um, he like just never really got a chance. And I created this like whole like political movement about, about the Shekonistas and Yo Soy Shekonista and uh, just of like, we need Shekon. And um, he just never got a chance, got sent back to um, uh, South, uh, South America on loan. And, um, and so now we're excited that we have an entire nation of people who will help us heckle the team into playing these young players. So, I, I'm I'm viewing it more as solidarity that we can we can get this bongo movement going uh, and get the bongonistas out there and get and make sure that the team you know they're used to us uh, bitching and complaining about uh, who's not getting played and now now we've got a whole army of people from South Africa so we're excited about that so oh but trust you me let me tell you now Wes you guys are going to get that that's for sure if he's not playing. If he's not given the opportunities every single time uh, Minnesota United post, and he's not in, even, let's say he's got to be in the team sheet. That's the most important thing, even if he's on yeah. the bench. But if he's not even in the team sheet, it's it's, it's, it's going to get it's gonna get quite a lot. But it only comes from the fact that we just want him to succeed. So I hope the coach understands that. Yeah, I don't know if he will, but at least I will understand that. That's the most important <laughs> thing here. Um, let, let's talk a bit about um, South African soccer, the state of it right now. Um, I, you know, I know the the few big clubs and and uh, and have played football manager just like everyone else. And um, I'm curious, you know, the last few Af African Cup of Nations. Um, you've not qualified for obviously you you had this at least pushed ghana for for the spot um for the world cup qualifier which in africa world world cup qualifying is just a it, it's the worst it's it's got to be the worst continent to try to because it's just so difficult but um I, i'm curious what is the what's the mood how how do people how do south african football fans feel these days about their their national team yeah um it's uh if I'm being honest, it's been a nightmare yeah. uh, for a while. It's been a nightmare for a while with regards to our national team. Uh, we've not been able to qualify for tournaments for quite some time, and especially considering the fact that when we hosted the 2010 
World Cup, sort of thinking we were supposed to sort of progress after that. And it hasn't worked out that way, which is very unfortunate. I think also a lot has played into it. I think um, some of the appointments probably they were not very helpful. There were times where there were clashes between the coaches and as well as the FA as well, quite a lot of the time. So that didn't help out as well. And also there was a sense that I guess the clubs and the national team weren't on the same page. And I think that hurt the, that hurt the national team as well quite a lot. But we've got a silver lining. We've got something that's very positive. The new coach has come in, Hugo Bruch, and he's cleaned the slate out. And he's gone with a more younger team. And he's sort of risked the fact that he's going to go with players that are a lot younger. And it's it's given us hope. When you look at the year 2021, we didn't lose a lot of games. We actually won a lot of games. We actually pushed Ghana all the way uh, with the Gosto World Cup qualifiers. We won the Kosafa uh, Cup. That is the southern tournament with the Gosto Zambia's there and Zimbabwe's mm-hmm. there. You know, we're able to win that tournament, be able to put our names out there. And it's given us... We feel a lot better now. We actually feel a lot better. We feel more cheerful about the team because it's a lot younger and it's players that really want to give more for the team. And it's something that we've needed. It's something that you look back and you're like, I think us always going with experience kind of hurt us, you know? And sometimes we need fresher players. We need younger players. And you look at around the world with Germany and Spain and England, um, you even United States, you probably even say them too. Yeah, this it's is a, a familiar team. story. It sounds very familiar. Yeah, for you us. know. So I'm even seeing some of your players from United States, Serginho Dest going to mm-hmm. to Barcelona with Weston McKinnon as well, having to mm-hmm. do well at Juventus. You know, you guys had to sort of invest in youth and sort of when they become 21, they become better players and they go and play in better teams. So us moving in that direction has given us a lot more hope within South Africa and our national team. We look, actually look forward to the next qualifiers for AFCON. And I can probably really say from what I've seen, I think we will qualify for the next AFCON. The World Cup is going to be a bit of a stretch, but I think the next AFCON, definitely we should be able to qualify for that. Sure. Was the 2010 World Cup a big boost to the the National League, to, to those teams? Did, did it kind of grow the sport in terms of getting more people in the stands and getting more people watching it on TV? Yeah, look, I, I think what the 2010 World Cup definitely did, it raised up the mood with regards to South Africa. It kind of showed South Africa that we actually can stand together for one cause, and that would be the national team. But if you're talking about what has it done for our club football, I probably would say the facilities look great. You know, we've got really, really good facilities. I think we've got one of the best facilities infrastructure in terms of Africa as well. In terms of the level of quality of football i think that has stagnated a little bit but with this new wave that we're trying to do with younger players i think you're gonna start to see better football as the players um start to develop that's for sure and i think mamluri sanals are helping out with that they've dominated the league they've won four of the last five i think of the league or the last five in the last five actually that they've won but they've set the bar so high that that's where other teams have to get to. So kids achieves pirates need to pull their socks up because I think they can compete with them as well. And and that's what we want. We want to be able to see competition. And I think it's only going to be a good cause. Yeah. Are you a soccer fan yourself? Do you like? Do you have a particular team that you support, or do you try to stay neutral? No, no. I actually have a. I actually have a football team. Look, I I I do not hide the fact that 
I've grown up supporting this team, but I always still remain objective with regards to my opinion with regards to the team. And that SK the Chiefs, um, a club that has not won any significant trophy in the last seven years. So it's been sort of a painful run, that's for sure. But even with them, you'd probably would say they slowly, it's it's very slow, but they slowly go in the right direction. But it's like the train could move a lot faster. Okay, well, I, I will I will take that, and I will now adopt Kaiser Chiefs, and uh, um, the, I mean the it's them or the Pirates, and so I guess I, you you've now made it up for me. Um, well, thanks for joining me, Shakes. It's really fun to just connect with uh, someone across the world, and and uh, I, oh, I guess I should ask this: Are are you able to watch MLS uh, in South Africa? Do, is that readily available? Yeah, so it's not necessarily readily available um, purely because some of the networks that we have here will probably, they show a lot more of our local games. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. They're going to show AFCON, which is really great. But regards to MLS, you probably have to find other ways and other um, streams to sort of watch uh, the MLS. But because someone is going there, there will definitely be more people trying to see how Minnesota do, trying to Google them, trying to see what was Mm -hmm. their last victory. So the fact that people are going to be following on Twitter, that's going to be a huge plus. So every time they tweet something, we'll definitely be able to look. Me, myself, uh, because obviously I love football, I'm definitely going to try watch as much as I can. But especially when he's on the pitch, he has to be on the pitch, um, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 90 minutes. um, That's what I would appreciate yeah. Well, it's been great connecting with you. Thanks so much for giving us your time and, and your thoughts. Um, we'll uh, definitely have to reconnect on, on uh, engage the temperature of, of the South African fans, depending on how much time he, uh, he gets on the field. Uh, but uh, just let them all know that we, we're banding in solidarity and hoping that uh, we get to see him on the pitch. Um, be well, and, uh, and hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Shakes. Uh, Thanks for reaching out, man. I really do appreciate it.